This week, from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Wawa had a data breach. Apple is working on satellites. Plus, no surprise, Facebook was the most downloaded app in a decade. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Saturday, December 21st, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and it's episode 48 of the GNC Week in, Re- Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com. Be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also, this podcast is on iHeartRadio for iOS and Android. If you have a comment, suggestion, want to say hi, be it on social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And the tech news is a little light this week, so let's jump in with the top story from this week. And it's from geeknewscentral.com where staff writer Jen Thorpe has reported that Wawa revealed to its customers that a data security breach has impacted all their store locations. In a post in a post written by CEO Chris Geisens, who apologized to customers and reassured them that the customers will not be responsible for any fraudulent charges on their payment cards. He said, quote, based our investigation to date, we understand that at different points in time, after March 4th, 2019, malware began began running on in-store payment processing systems at potentially all Wawa locations. Although the dates may vary and some Wawa locations may not have been effective at all, this malware was present in most store systems by approximately April 22, 2019. Our information security team identified this malware on December 10, 2019. And by December 12, 2019, they had blocked and contained this malware. The data breach included credit card credit cards and debit card numbers, expiration dates, and cardholder names on payment cards used at, used at potentially all Wawa in-store payment terminals and fuel dispensers at different points in time after March 4th, 2019, and ended on December 12th, 2019. Mr. Geisen says that no other personal information was affected by this malware, debit card, debit debit card PIN numbers, credit card CW2 numbers, other PIN numbers, and driver's license information used to verify age-restricted age purchases were not affected by the malware. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, Apple has a, quote, secret team working on new satellite and wireless data technologies. This group consists of, quote, about a dozen software and hardware engineers who specialize in aerospace, satellite, and antenna design, as well as a number of executives from those same fields. In particular, the team is led by two Google executive executives who worked at a satellite observation startup called Skybox Imaging before it was acquired by the search giant in 2014 for $500 million. Apparently, the from, from Mr. German's uh, report, the apparent goal of the project is to find ways to stream data directly into Apple devices. If, if successful, the team could allow Apple to lower its dependence on carriers. Additionally, the company may use the tech to link its device together without a traditional network, as well as offer more robust location services. The team reportedly hopes to have something ready to deploy within five years. 
Mr. Grumman also is reporting that, as with most of Apple's uh, most of most of Apple's moonshot projects, all these your caveats apply. Just because the company is working on something doesn't mean they'll ever see the light of day. The initiative could quote. According to Gorman, Mr. Gorman, excuse me, the initiative could, quote, could be abandoned. Moreover, a clear direction and use for satellites haven't been finalized. As Bloomberg has also noted, building, as Bloomberg has noted, building a satellite, building a satellite network is costly endeavor, and a number of companies have tried and failed to do so. In Facebook news this week, according to data from App Annie, Facebook was the most downloaded app of the decade across the iOS App Store and Google Play. In terms of data, combined iOS and Android data only runs from January 2012 onwards. Figures prior include iOS data only, and the 2019 portion runs from January to November. Overall, the most downloaded of the app of the decade was Facebook. In fact, Facebook holds the top four spots thanks to Facebook, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. On the other side of Facebook news, where the company told two senators why it tracks user locations even when their tracking services are turned off. The lawmakers now say Facebook should give should give users more control over their data. Facebook was responding to an inquiry from Senator Josh Hawley, Republican of Missouri, and Senator Chris Coons, Democrat, uh, Democrat of Delaware, who asked Facebook last month to, quote, respect users' decisions to keep their locations private. In a letter dated December 12th that was released Tuesday, Facebook explained how it is able to uh, estimate users' locations used to target ads, even when they have chosen to reject location tracking through their smartphone's operating system. Facebook said that even when location tracking is turned off, it can it can deduce users' general locations from context clues like locations they tag in photos, as well as their device's IP addresses. While this data is not as precise as Facebook would collect with location tracking enabled, the company said it uses the information for several purposes, including alerting users when their accounts have been accessed in digital and in an in unusual place and clamping down on the spread of false information. Facebook acknowledged it also targets as target ads based on the limited location information it receives when users turn off limit tracking. Facebook doesn't allow users to turn off location-based ads, although it does allow users to block Facebook from the from collecting their precise location. The company writes Quote, by necessity, virtually all ads on Facebook are targeted based on location, though most commonly ads are targeted to people with a particular city or some larger region. Otherwise, people in Washington, D.C. would receive ads for services or events in London and vice versa. Senator Kuhn sent a statement, quote, I appreciate Facebook's attempt to inform I appreciate Facebook's attempts to inform users about their privacy choices. However, I am concerned that these efforts are insufficient and even misleading in light of how Facebook is actually treating user data. In the response to our letter, Facebook confirmed that there is no way for users to prevent Facebook from using their location and serving them ads based on that information, even when location access has been turned off. Facebook claims that users are in control of their own privacy, but in reality, users aren't even given an option to stop Facebook from collecting and monetizing the location information. The American people deserve to know how tech companies use their data, and I will continue to find solutions to protect Americans' sensitive information.
The, the Epilepsy Foundation this week reported that it was the victim of a horrendous attack aimed at causing followers to suffer from seizures via Twitter. Via Twitter, The charity says it's filed a criminal complaint and is asking for the police to conduct an investigation to find those responsible. The foundation's Twitter feed, handle, and hashtag were used by the attackers excuse me, to peddle gifts and videos containing strobing effects of those who have epilepsy. Highlighting the time of the attack, Allison Nichol, the director of legal advocacy for the Epilepsy Foundation, says, quote, the fact that these attacks are counting, that these attacks came during National Epilepsy Epilepsy Awareness Month only highlights a reprehensible attack. She also underlined the criminal nature of the attack. The foundation says, quote, it's fully, it's fully, it's fully cooperating with law enforcement and intends to utilize all available avenues to ensure that those responsible are held fully accountable. CNET is reporting this week that Dish co-founder Charlie Ergen is better known for being a poker player, as a witness called by T-Mobile in its trial to get its pending $26.5 billion Sprint merch approved, he laid his cards on the table. Dish is set to become a new fourth wireless player, acquiring divested Sprint assets should the acquisition get past the 14 state attorney generals suing to block the deal. In testimony Tuesday, Ergen publicly declared publicly detailed some of the company's plans for what happens if the merger is approved and DISH acquires the Sprint assets. While he didn't reveal exact pricing, Ergen said, Ergen, Mr. Ergen told the court that his new wireless service will be priced lower than where the market it places today, adding that he's, quote, looking forward to competing with a new T-Mobile that will be recreated. DISH plays a pivotal, a pivotal role in T-Mobile's bid to complete its merger with Sprint thanks to a deal broken in part by the Department of Justice. DISH will be able to run on full run fully on T-Mobile's network for three years while it builds its own 5G network. Ergen said he'd been negotiating from some access to T-Mobile's network, but the government was able to get get him unlimited usage, prompting the, the this DISH CEO to tell the court that the Department of Justice people, quote, were better negotiators than we were. DISH says, uh, Mr. Ergen says, DISH will be able to go live with a wireless offering within three days of the T-Mobile deal closing. Uh, face former, under, excuse me, under the agreement, T-Mobile cannot raise the price on Dish while Dish builds out its own network, with regulators putting a quote, uh, quote, putting a quote. Uh, this is from, excuse me, I apologize. This is from um, Ted Uliot, who's a former Facebook general counsel, who says under the agreement, T-Mobile cannot pray, cannot raise the price on Dish while Dish builds its own network, with regulators putting a monitor in place to make sure that the companies adhere to terms of the deal. As Dish builds out its network, Ergen said the first city will go live in 2020, and its customers will be migrated from T-Mobile's network. Dish users will, be, will still be able to tap into T-Mobile's nationwide network network and traveling to places that DISH's network doesn't cover. Mr. Ergen said the networks will be so connected that switching from DISH's services to T-Mobile's won't, won't cause a drop call. As for the funds to build out a network, Ergen revealed that the company has received, quote, highly confidential letter, highly confident letters from Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, and Deutsche Bank that said they can each provide $10 billion to help fund the building of the new network. As part of the DOJ brokered agreement, Dish could also work on with another company, such as a cable writer, to offer Dish's services. 
excuse me, as part of the deal with T- as part of the deal with T-Mobile, Dish will be able to acquire additional additional low band 800 megahertz spectrum that Sprint currently uses, though it won't get that spectrum for three years. When asked if the company can be trusted to build a to build out a 5G network, Mr. Oregon cited potential fines and lost spectrum, saying that quote. It would it be financial suicide if the company failed to meet the guidelines and that Dish is, quote, not suicidal. In continued testimony Wednesday morning, California Deputy AG, Deputy uh, Attorney General Paula Blizzard cross-examined Ergen, further cross-examined er, Mr. Ergen, further questioning whether Dish can be counted on to fill its promises given its history. Blizzard. Blizzard brought up a 2015 FCC release where then FCC Commissioner Ajit Pai called Dish's participation in an auction designed to help small companies gain spectrum, quote, a mockery. The Dish, the FCC claimed, gained over, quote, over $3 billion in taxpayer-funded discounts when buying the spectrum using two companies that had an, quote, 85% ownership stake in. Pi is now is now chairman of the FCC, as since and has since approved the T-Mobile merger with Sprint. In August, Pi called Dish's plan 5G deployment quote to be in the public interest. U.S. District Judge Victor Marrero questioned Mr. Ergen on whether Dish will be able to adequately compete with T-Mobile, given that it will be relying on T-Mobile for service while de- while it develops its own 5G network. Mr. Ergen said, "Quote: They are not going to want." They are not going to want Dish to get customers, adding that the Dish's growth would not only stop T-Mobile from gaining subscribers themselves, but also prevent T-Mobile from raising prices. He said T-Mobile, quote, will try to push Dish out of business, but added that if T-Mobile lowers the price of its own offerings, Dish would be able to go lower as well, thanks to a price deflator baked into the company's agreement. uh, Also, he says, quote, there is a formula that protects us. Netflix averaged just over one just over one new original TV program or movie for every day of 2019. Netflix released 371 new TV shows and movies on the service in the on the service in the US this year according to data from Variety Insight. This is an increase of 54.6% over the 240 shows and movies Netflix released in 2018. This figure is greater than the number of original series that the entire US TV industry released in 2005. The last year Netflix managed to exceed the TV's industry total. That includes broadcast networks cable networks and premium cable networks. The genres including this analysis are documentaries, adult animation, alternative TV shows, for example, unscripted, comedy, drama, news, and talk. The number, which doesn't include content targeted for kids, also includes all movies released on Netflix, including 30, which had limited theatrical runs. Just over one quarter of the 371 are produced by Netflix are out of its overseas markets. Uber will pay $4.4 million to allege gender discrimination gender discrimination victims and strengthens and strengthens its defenses across sexual harassment. This is from government officials who announced this on Wednesday. The settlement addresses claims arising from a probe opened by the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in 2017 into Uber's workplace culture. The EEOC found reasonable cause to believe, quote, Uber permitted a cultural 
Uber permitted a culture of sexual harassment and retaliation against individuals who complained about such harassment. Uber voluntarily voluntarily agreed to settle the claims with independent monitoring over its workplace culture and the establishment of a victim's compensation fund. Uber Chief Legal Officer Tony West said in a statement, quote, We've worked hard to ensure that all employees can thrive at Uber by putting fairness and accountability at the heart of what we are and what we do. I'm extremely pleased that we're able to work jointly with the EEOC in continuing to strengthen these efforts. The company said it established a new leadership team, eliminated a mandatory arbitration requirement for claims of sexual harassment and assault, and worked to institute a new culture culture guided by mantra, quote, we do the right thing, period. And finally, over on lifehacker.com, the worst the worst passwords of 2019, and I honestly cannot believe people are using these passwords. So I will uh, give you the uh, the top 10. And when you're generating, creating a password, <laughs> please, oh, please, oh, please do not be the do not uh, put in these numbers as a password because there's a way, many different numbers and characters and what have you to put in uh, as your password. So please do not use these passwords. They are in the top the top ten. Number one, and again, these are actual passwords used in 2019. One two three four five six. One two three four five six seven eight nine. Qwerty password. One two three four five six seven. One two three four five six seven eight. One two three four five. I love you. That's a number eight. Number nine. Uh, one 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 one. And finally, one two three one two three. And there's uh there's about um, fifteen more. Um, and uh, this in the show notes on lifehacker lifehacker.com. And I find this really again when I when I was doing my um, uh, st- uh, lineup for the stories this week. Um, <laughs> When I saw this, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> and that is the tech news from this week from for Saturday, December 21st, 2019. This episode can be found at, thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com. Uh, slash live for the Geek News Central po- Geek News Central podcast, and then tune in to GNC Week in Review podcast, which normally publishes Friday evenings. Be it um, there's low light, so I wanted to get this out to you on Saturday. Uh, this all can be found. It can be found at GNCWeekly.com, where you can be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast at, uh, favorite podcast app for the latest episode. If you have a comment, you have a thought, want to say hi, I'd love to hear from you all, be it social media or email, uh, Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, that all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. If you want to find out what I am doing nowadays, please be sure to give me a follow on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss, which is spelled K-I-R-K-C-O-R-L-E-S-S. So be sure to give me a follow. And I'll be back next week, Friday, for another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, so long.